With us today is Dr. Peter Michalos on how do we live longer. Peter Michalos is our in-house genius that specializes in, in science, history, and a few other things, medicine. Uh, Dr. Peter, uh, tell us, uh, where, where are we going to this week? Well, today we're going to basically summarize some of the uh, things that have happened. And today I'm going to call it Lessons Learned from covid and uh, what we're noticing now is uh, we're noticing an uptick around the New York City area, around the country, and around the world of COVID cases starting to uh, uptick. The good news is there aren't as many hospitalizations and deaths as we initially saw with the initial variants that were quite bad. But what we're noticing is that about 46 in 100,000 cases in the New York City area are being seen. And... Um, we're also noticing that the uh, hospitalizations have also uh, trended um, slightly upward, but still not that bad. And when I talk about lessons learned from COVID, right now we're in a different place because we do have antiviral treatments. You know, they all everything has side effects and they're not perfect, but we do have malnupiravir, we do have the Paxlovid available, so we do have something if given early to slow down viral replication. Another th interesting thing that came out was if you go to uh, PubMed, there was a major review of the literature, for example, with hydroxychloroquine, and a lot of the studies that they found were initially, um, were initially thought that it did not work at all because they were giving it to people two to three weeks later. And then the studies, when they looked at it in people that they gave it the first two or three days, that it did help block the cytokine storm. So it is an anti-inflammatory that's been around for a while, and uh, it does. It was shown in other studies around the entire world when they looked at hundreds of studies that if given the first three days, like many other things like Tamiflu, if you give it the first two, three days, it works. But when things are more advanced, it's a little harder to treat. And we learned that you don't die from the COVID virus. You die from your own body attacking the virus, generating the inflammation, the fluid in the lungs, and that's how people ended up on ventilators. We found out other th interesting things like the vitamin D levels that they turned out that the people with vitamin D levels 50 and up were less likely to have severe COVID, which was very interesting. And that might explain why in some parts of the world where it was very sunny and people had high vitamin D levels that they fared better than some of the areas that didn't. Another interesting thing is a common diabetes medicine called metformin. Those people who are on metformin, the prestigious Lancet Journal, the infectious disease section, published that 40% less chance of getting long-haul COVID if you're on metformin. And in other studies, they showed that people on the common diabetes drug metformin were less likely to end up in the ICU, even though they might have been diabetic or overweight. So all this stuff coming out is uh, very interesting, and we're learning much more about it. We also learned our, as a country that our supply chain is national security and that we need to be making our own uh, medicines, our own products, our own drugs, as we just learned the other day that they uh, put a tariff, for example, on uh, semiconductors coming from uh, China until then the Chinese said, okay, fine, and we're going to stop supplying the rare earth minerals. And then then you could then you couldn't even make those chips anymore because without those rare earth minerals and they're the biggest producer of rare earth minerals in the world so you know supply chain uh, issues being national security was a lesson learned from covid and also our hospitals need to be uh, better prepared we need to take care of the nurses the doctors make sure that we're 
training people to take care of the uh, baby boomers and the future generations. Doctor, I mean, I, I let you talk. Uh, how uh, are some of the vaccines are out, and uh, some of them have a, uh, gotten a bad reputation as far as uh, possibly uh, causing blood clots. And we know me and you have a lot of friends that had uh, blood clot problems. Uh, uh, how does that help? How does that knowledge in the future help us prevent those side effects? Well, I think that all vaccines, if you look at them, have a certain percentage of side effects. Thank God the side effects are relatively small, but that all needs to be looked at because it does appear there was a study in Ireland by the Royal College of Surgeons in Ireland that showed that the spike protein in COVID initiates the clotting cascade. So it does make sense. And initially, I, you know, some doctors, when I told them I started hearing about uh, cases of uh, eye clots, ischemic optic neuropathy, and vein occlusions, and they said, oh, no, it has nothing to do with COVID. But now the publications are coming out, you know, left and right. So I think the spike protein from COVID itself is worse. And, yes, the vaccine is designed to make a spike protein. So there are going to be some side effects. But, you know, overall we have to look at how many lives were saved. But like with any medicine, there'd be side effects. If aspirin were to come out today, John, guess what? It would be prescription if people knew that it was a powerful blood thinner, that it can cause peptic ulcer disease in high doses of its interactions of other uh, issues. For example, if it's given to children, there's a Stephen Johnson syndrome. So everything has side effects, and that's why you need to talk to your doctor, consult with your physician, and discuss whether the vaccine is appropriate for you uh, if it's going to be something annual. None of this has been determined because there's so much data being collected right now. And hopefully uh, now with, you know, these mega computers that we have and we can look at all, analyze the data, we'll have better answers to give people advice and doctors on the front line advice on how to advise their patients uh, to move forward. But nothing is without side effects. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Peter Mihalos. Uh, anything else going on that, uh, that may come up? Well, I, I think right now uh, one of the things is I just tell people because we're having a lot of wildfires and there's been a lot of air pollution and air quality issues, I advise people with uh, lung problems, pre-existing conditions, asthma, to stay indoors, consider getting a HEPA filter to keep in your room where you sleep and keep the particles in the air lower and also change the cabin filters on your cars because the last few weeks with these wildfires from Canada and other areas of the world, you know, your car cabin filters also need to be uh, changed. So I think that's one thing, protect your uh, respiratory air and, and consider wearing a mask if there's an active wildfire or if there's an alert that the air quality is poor outside. It's not a bad idea to wear an N95 mask if you have any type of compromised lung situation to stop those particles because our lungs are like a big vacuum cleaner. Understood. Dr. Peter Mihalos, have a great weekend, and we'll catch up with you again real soon. Thanks for always getting the truth out on the Cats Roundtable. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.